Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast, a New York Jets audio experience hosted by me, Tyler, and we are back with another episode of the Game Plan Pod. Really glad to have you guys back for this week's episode, uh, episode 77, I believe, um, in light of big ticket, uh, Makai Becton, who is expected to attend mandatory minicamp um, next week, June 14th to the 16th. Um, you know, really excited for that. We've heard a bunch of OTA news, you know, a bunch of OTA 7-on-7s, 11-on-11s. Minicamp is when, you know, you really start to put the game plan together. Um, you know, pun intended on the podcast name, but, uh, you know, mini minicamp is always exciting. And although it's only a three-day thing, um, I think it really gives, uh, you know, time for the team to build, um, time for the team uh, to hash out any, you know, rust or any, um, you know, loose ends and try to really um, dial in on what uh, the game plan is calling for in this offense and what Michael Fuller is installing you know, under a familiar regime, uh, not much, not many staff changes. Um, and that includes, you know, quarterbacks coach Rob Calabrese, who, um, you know, the Jets think of highly per Connor Houston, the athletic. Um, Calabrese actually had an offer from Kentucky um, to be their offensive coordinator, but declined uh, to stay on Michael Ford's staff and the Jets' staff and really um, continued developing what they have there in the, uh, you know, quarterback room, um, the offensive room. Uh, you know, and things of that nature. And I think, you know, it's important for the continuity. It's important for the team um, to continue with the same people, to continue with the same game plan, to continue with the same, um, you know, mentality heading into the season. Because, you know, every team, if, if you get a new head coach, if you get a new offensive coordinator, things change. You know, that's what happened with Sam Darnold. That's what happened with Baker Mayfield. Um, things change. Things are, you know, inconsistent. And that can really hurt a player. So I think keeping the same staff under Zach Wilson, um, under Zach Wilson's, you know, belt, um, I think will prove very, uh, very helpful uh, down the line. You know, he's a second-year player, only 22, 23 years old. It's very important for him to have some continuity, and the Jets certainly give him that um, here in New York for, you know, for the foreseeable future. So that should be cool, um, you know, to see there. Um, going down the list here, just wanted to give uh, a quick shout-out to the Jets here for, um, you know, uh, a slew of Ring of Honor inductees, Darrell Revis, uh, Nick Mangold, and Brickshaw Ferguson, all were surprised on the induction of their name into the Ring of Honor, the Jets' Ring of Honor. Um, those guys will be inducted Mangold September 25th versus Cincinnati Bengals at home, Ferguson October 30th versus Patriots, and Revis will be on November 27th uh, versus Bears. All three legends, um, all three very well deserved. Um, the Jets also announced the Ring of Honor plan. Um, you know, for fans to purchase, you know, tickets to all three games if you're, um, you know, so inclined to do that. But a uh, good gesture there. Uh, you know, Nick Mangold uh, was was surprised by Mark Sanchez. And so were Darrell Revis and Shaw on the Jets official podcast. So if you haven't already, go check that out. Um, really cool stuff from Woody Johnson and the team, the organization. So uh, really cool gesture there. And um, just, yeah, all around great day for those guys. Um Moving on a bit here, you know, I just wanted to touch on a Connie Hughes tweet about Jason Pinnock, you know, the second year safety um, out of Pitt. And I quote, Pinnock is getting a lot of work. Looks like he impressed the staff with end of last year and off season. So end quote there. Connor Hughes posted that on Twitter. You know, Jason Pinnock is interesting because he stepped in at safety, you know, towards the end of the year. Uh, he played quite well at the spot. You know, his numbers may not, um, you know, totally dictate his play. I think, you know, if you have... You know, if you saw him play for the majority of the time he was at safety, I think you could tell that, you know, it seemed more natural for him than the cornerback position. And I think the Jets feel the same way. He's long, um, lengthy, he's fast, uh, can hit pretty hard. Um, I posted a clip on Instagram, him, um, you know, uh, 
hitting a Jaguars receiver rather hard and knocking the ball out. Um, that's a, you know, I think that proves, you know, Jason Pinnock's, um, you know, toughness and strength. And I think everything that goes along with him. And I think, you know, if the Jets were to play him at safety this year, and if he can, you know, develop as they um, hope he can at that spot, you know, we could see a world where he could start opposite, you know, uh, um, Jordan Whitehead. And I think, you know, that's a question that should be posed throughout training camp and should be posed throughout, um, you know, the majority of the offseason here. I can, I can read a bit of what Connor Hughes posted on The Athletic here. One player to keep an eye on, safety Jason Pinnock, the second-year converted corner, spent a lot of time next to Jordan Whitehead with the number one defense during the two media open OTAs. Veteran LaMarcus Joyner, who missed virtually all of last season due to injuries, penciled in as the starter right now. Per Connor Hughes here, could a training camp battle change that? He's long, fast, athletic, he's tough. Albrick, Jeff Albrick, said on Pinnock. So a very interesting quote there by Jeff Albrick, who, you know, runs the defense, um, calls the shots there. Will be certainly interesting to see um, if Pinnock can get himself a starting gig on this defense moving forward. That would certainly be um, a storyline heading into the training camp and, you know, the preseason where plays are made. So, um that is an interesting story and one to follow. Moving on here, Jets first Giants. A joint practice could be in the works here, will be in the works, uh, leading up to their August 28th preseason game. Jordan Wren, uh, Renan says on uh, Twitter there, the two local teams getting together for an afternoon, um, you know, on the practice field, um, dating back to their 2005 entanglement, was the last time they had practiced together. Should be interesting, not too far of a travel for either teams. I believe the Jets will be um conducting this practice at the Giants facility in East Rutherford. So that should certainly be an interesting one. I'm not sure if fans will yet be um, allowed to be at that practice. That will certainly be announced in the coming weeks um, when, you know, training camp tickets get released and all that great stuff. But, um, you know, it's always interesting joint practices. The Jets also have a joint practice with the Falcons this summer um, coming up. That'll also be in Forum Park, I believe. So um, keep an eye out for that one because the Jets do play the Falcons at home. Um, I think that may be their third preseason game or first preseason game. Not too sure. I think it might be their first, but uh, keep an eye out on that as well. Um, another interesting tidbit there. Um, so I'll certainly post that if I see any more information on that. And just to touch on something I touched on before, but Rob Calabrese, right? So um, a user asked us to Connor J. Hughes um, on The Athletic, aside from Michael Thorne and Jeff Albrecht, who in the Jets coaching pipeline should people keep their eyes on for a coordinator or future head coaching gig? So this is a very interesting question and one that Connor Hughes has touched on multiple times throughout, um, you know, the offseason dating back to last season. So to read a bit of the year, um, quote, the Jets love quarterback coach Rob Calabrese. As I touched on here. Um, he's one to keep an eye on. He's taking on a much larger role now that Matt Cavanaugh, John Becker gone. Um, he's LaFour's right-hand man. If LaFour gets a head coaching job, Calabrese will replace him as offensive coordinator. Then if things go as co uh, the Jets will believe, um, Calabrese will have a head coaching job of his own in short order. So um, defensively, uh, keep an eye on Lightenbaggers coach Mike Rutenberg, um, nicknamed Rudy actually on defense, and defensive line coach Aaron White uh, Cotton. Both are really smart defensive minds and well-regarded around the league. They'll get coordinator jobs if this, if this Jets defense takes off as expected. So that is certainly a storyline to watch as well. You know, these two guys, um, you know, White Cotton and Rutenberg, um, respectively, I think, you know, could get, um, you know, elevated in their position in the years coming forward. If this, if this Jets defense does take a jump, the Jets are trying to create a, a successful coaching pipeline, a pipeline that will, you know, um, just pump out, you know, successful coaches and um, they'll move on to higher positions and the Jets will elevate, um, 
their own coaches in-house from a quality control position that the Jets will hire outside um, of the facility. So that should certainly be um, one to keep an eye on, especially Rob Calabrese, who, as I mentioned earlier, turned down a coaching spot at Kentucky um, to stay with the Jets. Um, a nice gesture there as he wants to stay and, you know, develop Zach Wilson and all that. But, um, you know, if he does end up um, not so much moving on, because I think it would be Michael Floor who does move on to get a high coaching jog with, if this offense does take a step as, you know, anticipated by the Jets, um, then um, Calabrese would be in line to take over it as offensive coordinator. Um, then the quality control coach would move up to quarterbacks coach. And then, um, the Jets would hire a new quality control coach. But as of right now, the Jets don't have a quality control coach that they hired outside of staff. So, um, that should certainly, um, be on the Jets fan, on Jets fans radar, you know, a quality control coach that the Jets will, um, hire outside house and try to develop to be their new, uh, QB coach, offensive coordinator, things of that nature. So the good teams like the Ravens, um, the Chiefs, the Patriots all, you know, hire these, uh, quality, quality control coaches, and they turn out to be great coaches in the long haul. So that should certainly be one, again, to keep an eye on. And I think with that, I think we're going to go ahead and end this episode of the Jets podcast. So I really appreciate everyone sticking around for this episode of the Game Plan Pod. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at New York Jets Game Plan, Twitter at New York Jets Game Plan, and make sure to read all of my stuff on the Jet Press. Um, you can just look up Tyler on there and it'll pop up. I just posted an article about uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens and how the Jets could possibly upset them. So make sure you go check that out. That is certainly an interesting one and one that you won't want to miss. So uh, Also, you know, DM me if you're planning to go to the home opener. Maybe we can meet up and I'll meet some of, you know, a bunch of fans out there. I've... Uh, I met fans before Jets games and training camp, so I'm always looking forward to that. Um, so, again, really appreciate everyone sticking around, and I will see you next week for another one of these. See you.